Hi friends, and welcome to the Be Nourished podcast, where we talk about the nourishing things in life, relationships, food, jobs, dreams, and everything in between. My sweet friend Sierra joins us on the podcast today, um, and she is kind enough to talk about her experience of developing pretty severe anxiety and OCD as she started to date her husband, her now husband, um, and just walks us through the process of what it was like to be long distance with him and feeling all the feelings and not knowing what to do with them. I shared a little bit of my story as well, and I just think, above all, even if you're not dating someone or married to someone right now, I think there this is a good conversation about anxiety and how to handle anxiety and how to reach out when you're feeling anxious and you um, seem to be anxious out of nowhere. You know, she was kind of doing fine in life and then all of a sudden all this anxiety developed. So anyway, this is a good one. Um, I put her Instagram handle in the show notes, but as always, if you want to contact her or me, you can contact us on Instagram. Hers is Sierra Collum and mine is Be Nourish Podcast. Hope you enjoy. So, hi Sierra. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. I ne- This never gets old for me. I just love every second of this. I love just chatting with people. <laughs> so, tell us all about yourself. Hi. So, I'm Sierra Collum. I, um, I've known Allison probably... A hundred years. Yeah. Probably what? I don't know. Okay, how old like am I? six years? Yeah, I think so. Yep. Long That's time. That's crazy. We've- I know we've grown up together. Yes, um, really. In all the ways, but <laughs> um, we let's see. So I met you in college. So I'm originally from Florida, mm-hmm. and went to Arkansas for school, mm-hmm. and met you, and then um, did the same graduate program that you did, mm-hmm. and met my now husband in undergrad and dated long distance with him throughout grad school and then we got married and um moved to Detroit from Arkansas and then uh moved back to Orlando so it's been quite the journey yes it has and you started which I'm just sharing this information for you so if you if you don't want me to share this you can tell me oh, you're but fine. you started in speech path and then you went to therapy so yes there's like so many layers I'm excited about today's conversation because there's so many layers so many places to go but I just think your story is so interesting because you chose to do something which therapy is not like I don't know, I'm trying to think of, like, a crazy career change or something. Like, if you were going to be a professional bowler to, like, an accountant, you know? It's not like that, but it's, but it is, I mean, you chose to do something different with your life than maybe what, I guess, quote, other people would have said you should have done or whatever, which I thought, I always thought was really cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's funny, my uh, grandparents still say speech for me. And I'm like, no, that was four years ago. (laughs) That's not it. That is not it. Yeah. Yes. So I, yeah, I did speech therapy, um, in undergrad and just about the time to where you're supposed to make plans of, do I want to do graduate school for that? Um, do I need to take a year long vacation that I can't afford? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I just realized uh, throughout that last year of undergrad, I did not 
mesh with the speech world. I just kind of was coasting. Um, I loved the aspect of speech that was um, helping oriented, helping someone achieve a goal and the one-on-one aspect, but I did not, I wasn't passionate about um, speech per se, but I am very thankful that I did finish that in undergrad because that is how I met my now husband. That's right. Uh, We were in anatomy together. Um, God bless. I know. (laughs) And, uh, he was my study buddy by four. Study buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, yeah, I just couldn't get rid of him. Or I guess I didn't want to get rid of him. That's really what I should say. <laughs> I love it. Right, right. I love that. He couldn't get rid of me. Oh, my gosh. Well, speaking of, so today's topic is super vulnerable for me because I have not, I don't know, I haven't, I don't think I've ever really publicly spoken about what it was like for me to start dating Clayton and then eventually marry him. And you and I share a similar story and situation about the vulnerability of finding a man who's amazing and you're like, what the heck do I do with you? And I've got all this crap in my life and I don't know how to deal with it and I don't know how to deal with you. And then you throw long distance on top of that. And that's just a whole other situation, which we both have long distance in our histories. Um, Yes. So, we're going to kind of just dive in and go where it goes. But this is a super vulnerable one, but I think it's I think it's good and important to talk about because I don't know that a lot of people do really. Maybe they do. I say that a lot and then I think to myself, maybe people are talking about it. I'm just not listening. I don't know. I don't know which one it is. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that when you're in the struggle, it feels so like like no one around understands. Yeah, that's true. Yes. No, I understand that. So when, okay, so you guys started dating, was it right after undergrad or was it during undergrad? I think it was towards the end, right? Yeah, it was uh, like the January of our senior undergrad that we started dating. And by that point, did Austin already know that he was going to be in grad school somewhere else? Yes, yes. So it was, we were studying and kind of figuring out what... Um, like what we were, uh, the awkward stage and Mm -hmm. he was telling me all the schools he was applying to. And I knew I was more than likely going to be in Searcy, which is where we went to college. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to, um, see if he would be willing to apply to a school in Little Rock. And he was like, no chance. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no. (laughs) So I was like, okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I guess just start wherever you want to start. Maybe start there, start wherever as far as um, mostly just like the feelings that came up during this time. I remember this, Sierra. I remember being an undergrad or maybe I was in grad school at that point because I think I graduated maybe a year before you. I don't recall. It all blends together. But I remember when you guys first started dating and you going through the process of Y'all were fresh, and then he's talking about, like, moving first, you know, because grad school is almost always a significant amount of time, and it was like, oh, okay, cool, 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 what do we do now? So just kind of jump in wherever you want. Yeah, so uh, we started dating, and uh, it was just kind of fun at the beginning. I mean, it's been fun throughout the whole thing, don't let me give that impression, but (laughs) yeah, so uh, it got 
to a point when we started getting ready to graduate in May to where he was applying to schools in Texas and schools in Ohio and North Carolina. And I think that there was one more in Tennessee, I believe. So it was just kind of like, okay, like a waiting game of what do we do with this? Like, what are we going to do? And he... I like to call Austin a golden retriever because he's just (laughs) always has a smile on his face, very laid back, very type B, Mm -hmm. and I'm not. And Mm -hmm. so I actually didn't think he was um, that with it when I first (laughs) met him. Um, So, like, (laughs) funny story. I went up to him in the anatomy class I I told you we met in, and wanted to see what he got on a test and he had gotten a 98 on it and he was reluctant to tell me that and I had gotten a C on mine and I was like wait a second you're smart like (laughs) he just carried himself in a way that was so uh, relaxed and so uh, like chill so Mm -hmm. I was like wait a second how can you be successful (laughs) if you are not stressed all the time oh right I get that yes yes so very smart he got into multiple schools but he ended up picking um a school in north carolina in greensboro um which is gorgeous by the way but Mm -hmm. i was not about this gorgeous place um of course not (laughs) starting out so we uh it was just kind of like okay kind of making plans like you know it on paper like this is going to happen. And then whenever we got to graduation, he was going to have um, a summer of working in Searcy. He was working at the campus Starbucks in Searcy. So he was just going to continue doing that until um, moving on to grad school. And so I was also living in Searcy. So it was just kind of like a convenient few months of spending time together and figuring out like, what are we going to do? Because his program was two full years and my program was two full years. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that was basically the lead up to him leaving, Ugh. which let me tell you, it's hard. You understand. Oh um, my gosh. It just gives me the cold sweats just thinking about it. Oof. Yes. I- I'm like going back to like scared me, even though I know there's like a good part of the story coming. But. I know. I know. And I wonder too. Okay. So, and, and I'll share a brief, you know, I, I, I think for me, long distance is so hard, not just because of the long distance, but because of my insecurity and fear attached to um, attachment, basically, for lack of a better, I don't know how to bring that not in clinical terms, I guess, but, um, you know, because I think a lot of people maybe hear long distance, like especially in college or in school time, people are like, oh, people do that all the time you know, you got to follow your dreams and all that good stuff. And people do long distance all the time. But I think when you have maybe a history of broken attachment or inconsistent attachment, or you have struggled in some way with that, it it makes it that much harder. And so the fear that you're talking about, I experienced as well. It was a fear of like being seen or not being seen or what do we do? And because I'm like you, I like to be in control and, you know, type A, it's real cute. Um, I also really struggled. So did you feel that kind of stuff? Is that what you're talking about when you mentioned like fear of, of leading up to that and all that, or was it something different? No, it was absolutely that. It was, 
the biggest like fear of the unknown. How am I investing in something that's going to ultimately feel like a waste of time and heartbreak? Mm -hmm. Am I uh, um, going to be setting aside time with this person for it to only not work? You know, am I, am I investing um, money that, you know, as a broke grad student, you don't really have. So Mm -hmm. am I investing money to go see him, investing my time um, to really in an effort more than anything to sustain something that I may be walking into more heartache than I thought I would be. Yeah. So it it was just a lot of those, um, a lot of those fears, a lot of those, um, insecurities and like attachment like you said I could never at the time say that because you're kind of in the throes of it and you're just like yeah (laughs) I don't know um but now like being on the other side of it I can definitely see that it was a lot about a lot about those insecurities and and fears of am I going to be left again yeah am I going to be left hurt and not know how to cope with that yeah well, and especially um, when you were about to enter a grad program that's notoriously intense. I mean, the program that we went through, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but it, it was a very intense program, and they were very, very set on you digging through your crap in order to be able to help other people with their crap. They were not, they were not going to settle for anything less, and they were not afraid to call you out on stuff if they saw you um, like saying that or doing that. And so... You were, and you kind of knew that that's what you were entering into, right? Because I had been there, I think, mm-hmm. a year already, or maybe, I, I don't know, time. I can't with the time. Yes, but... so you were you were two years before me. Okay, okay. Yes, and from what you said before I had entered the program, it didn't only sound like they weren't afraid to call you out. It was, they were almost eager at times. Yes, <laughs> I, I shall agree with that, yes. Yes. All good things, though. Yes. All, all good things. Sure. But, yes, so uh, before entering into that, I mean, it was just all of the things were happening at once. Like, yeah. um, entering into a program whenever you feel all of these things yourself. Um, sure. Just all the fear, all of the insecurity, all of the brokenness and, um, and just, un- like I said, uncertainty of, you know, is this going to work? And then it's on top of that, a marriage and family program. So it's like, yeah. crap, these people really know about relationships. And am I doing this right? Is this going to work? Because don't be people have an idea about, um, long distance, like don't do it. It doesn't work. It's not sustainable. It right. won't last. Mm-hmm. So I had all those thoughts running through my mind. Um, about 20 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes. So it just, it was the perfect storm, if you will. Yeah. Which in the middle of the program, Barty actually told me, which Barty ended up marrying us. So it's full circle, but yes. um, this was not with, to each other. But right. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Clayton and I, yes. Um, which this was before I even started dating Clayton, but he actually called me out on this because I, when I first started seeing Barty for counseling, he, um, I don't know, I was dating all these bros, whatever. I was like a child. And um, none of them were actually where I lived. I would always get involved with people that I didn't actually have to get that involved with, which, LOL. And he called me out so hard on that. He was like, why do you only date people that you can't actually date? 
And I was like, get out of my life and also never leave. So I had all of that running through my head as well. Like, oh my gosh, I'm doing that thing again. So long distance is messy. And it, you're right. People do say like, don't do it. They're going to cheat on you. It's a bad idea. You know, blah, blah, blah. That whole like distance makes the heart grow fonder. I don't know who said that, but it, it's hard. It's not cute. At least in my no. experience. So tell us what happened after that. So was Austin like, girl, it's going to be fine. Or was he also nervous? He, he may have been nervous. He didn't show it. Um, oh, well. Cool, Austin. <laughs> yeah, or it may have been, like, nerves in his uh, golden retriever right. uh, <laughs> form. But, um, you know, their tail is still wagging. It's but true. anyways, overuse of the metaphor. Um, so <laughs> I, during that time, um, developed severe anxiety. So mm. we go from great relationship I really like hanging out with you let's go to McDonald's at 11 and you know mm-hmm. kind of thing to hanging out in Cersei during the summer to right before he leaves and I'm about to start the program and I develop um crippling anxiety um and it to add a whole nother layer to it was really surrounding our relationship and not just in a um, all of the uncertainty and fear that I talked about, but it's actually, um, a form of OCD and it, uh, you can look up pure O or relationship OCD. And so what that basically means is I had one thought. I remember the day I had it. Um, I thought that I don't, I don't know that I want to do this. Like this, something feels off. I don't know that I want to do this with him anymore. And that thought basically spiraled into, um, me thinking all the time, checking, um, my thoughts. Anytime I was around him, I was checking internally. My mind was somewhere else. Do I, how do I know I want to be with him? How do I know this is going to work out? How do I know? And so, um, it was hell to say the least for me. So you add that onto it. Um, and then also trying to hide that from a partner, trying to hide having all of these intrusive thoughts about you specifically, um, about whether or not, um, we're a good match, whether or not you're the one, whether or not this is something to pursue, And I know that sounds so silly because we were dating for six months at that point. Like, well, give it time, sister. But in my mind, it just, there was no convenient time for this to start, but this felt very inconvenient. Sure. So um, it got to the point where I tried to break up with him, actually, before we left. He left Mm -hmm. for grad school. Yeah. And um, I basically just told him that I was having doubts. He didn't understand that it was OCD at that point. I didn't really even understand. Um, And so I tried to break up with him and told him I was having all these doubts and that I didn't want to break up, but something just fell off. And I will never forget, I was talking to him about this last night. Um, His response to me was so kind Mm. and so safe. You know, you're saying one of the most unsafe things to anybody sure. who, you know, you're, you're blindsided. That feels so unsafe. But he told me, he was like, I'm not going to convince, you know, you to be in a relationship with me. I want you to want to be in a relationship with me. But 
I just wish if you if you had been burdened like you say you had been burdened I just wish that you would have included me and so that you you could have had someone else be a part of that with you and I was just like huh so (laughs) so I went a full 24 hours just silent in my bed just what do I do about this to uh, talking to him still unsure still trying to mask the intrusive thoughts and the fear and the compulsivity that I was experiencing but I knew there was just something different um Mm. even even with all the fear and all of the chaos in my mind um for someone to be that safe when I am not I guess you could say yeah I just knew that I wanted to feel that more and it was like why am I going against nature kind of thing like sure. I'm trying to stay away from something that and someone that is providing the safety I've never felt in my life yeah so I was like okay well we're just gonna see I'm just gonna still <laughs> struggle and we're gonna see well and so. I think I think this is an important distinction because this right here is like a big deal because you know when you when you've suffered through past hurts and you've suffered through any sort of trauma when it comes to relationships it's like it really does feel like you can't and it's i remember feeling that similar anxiety with Clayton was like i want to and i can recognize that you are different and there's something safe about you but I am so scared and I am so it's really just fear I mean I was really really anxious but I was mostly just afraid and it was only because for me I knew Clayton was going to love me and he was going to care for me and he was going to be safe for me and that freaked me out more than anything else because I wasn't used to that And I didn't know what to do with that. And so for me, when I started spiraling, a lot of it was, I don't know what to do with you. (laughs) I don't know what to do with you. I don't know what to do with me. I don't know what to do. And that was really, really hard. And it goes back to that whole control. Like, I knew how to handle certain things, but I did not know how to handle this. And that really threw me off. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Just like, what do I do with you? You're safe. Yeah. (laughs) And then for, you know... The, the layers of, you know, him being gone and then me having to figure out my own stuff and it being a distance. So it's like kind of intensive therapy for two years with yeah. this program mm-hmm. and how to grow into a better person, how to foster good relationships while doing it at a distance yeah. and not, and not, um, I don't know. And I'm not going through it with you. I mean, sure. to an extent, but just navigating all of that. Mm, mm, mm. Yikes, girl. I'm feeling it with you. <laughs> I'm remembering. It's hard. It's. I remember feeling at one point when I first started dating Clayton, because I had a similar moment with him where I said, I literally told him, I have nothing to give you. Like, goodbye. I cannot do mm-hmm. it. He started talking. Long story short, I needed his help with something. I was working in Honduras and anyway. And, um... I didn't think anything of it. I wasn't trying to pursue him. It was whatever. And he just kept talking to me. And I finally one day was like, what is your problem? Like, why do you keep talking to me? Because he lived in Arkansas and I was in Tennessee at the time. And he told me, he's like, I I like you. I'm interested in you. And I flat told the boy, I said, looky here. I ain't got nothing for you. I had just come off of a terrible relationship, non-relationship basically is what it was. And um, I was like, I can't. I'm not here for it. And he said to me, 
he said, okay, that's fine. There's no pressure, but I'm still interested in you. And for me, it was such a big deal because I expected him to leave. I thought for sure. I was like, I'm telling you no. I'm putting my walls up, and that's that because everybody else had already done that. And so for him to say, I respect you, I hear you, but I'm still here, I was like, what the? So (laughs) that's when I was like, okay, okay, so maybe we'll try. And we, and same thing for you. I, I was like, okay, well, let's see. But it freaked me out. And I remember feeling what things like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I like him because it was, he was so consistent. He was so kind. And I was used to like ups and downs and all over the towns. And I didn't know how to know. And it really can make you feel crazy. It really, uh, yes, I'm remembering. Oof. Yes. Oof, So, okay, so then how long do you think it was? Because that was probably, what, the whole first year that you were kind of navigating all the things? Because he left in August, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. So when do you think you had, I mean, was there like this breakthrough moment where you were like you know what we're gonna be fine or was it always just kind of one step in front of the other it was um when is it not one step in front of the other that's right (laughs) that's right but it was yes but it was mostly one step in front of the other um until we were right about the time to where we were deciding if we were gonna get engaged or not um and it was like um, the the OCD kind of transformed into other forms, which is so lovely and generous of it. But um, <laughs> I was more open with him about it, so he was able to support me in ways that were really helpful. And um, but it was still, I mean, there was still that that piece of how can I, I had been in relationships before that didn't work out, that felt, I was so sure about them, and so, um, like, there was no anxiety present whatsoever, and then I was devastated when it ended, Yeah. and uh, with him, it's like, well, it doesn't look the way that I thought, I thought I was going to end up with this long-haired man who (laughs) worships Jesus at the front of the church, (laughs) and Austin's not, he is long-haired, thank God, much anxiety and doubt can't that only be a bad thing you know the oh. saying uh doubt means don't oh gosh and which is a lie that yeah. is such a lie yes but yeah so it was it was really one foot in front of the other and until I started to give myself permission to be excited about um really having a secure future with him oh my gosh you know there's so many things I just want to like I don't know scream at the top of the rooftops I I just think what you said just now, I gave myself permission to feel something different. And I think so much of anxiety is that. I work with a lot of people who have a ton of anxiety. And anxiety is in our heads. It doesn't feel like it is. It feels extremely real. It feels like it's going to hurt us or harm us or whatever. But we have to make a different decision. And it's not that easy. Like, I'm not saying that it's like, just decide something different and you're fine. But... I like what you said about I, I gave myself permission to be excited about it versus constantly thinking about how it could destroy me or destroy us. I think that's so pivotal. And that's, you know, for anxiety in general, not just in relationships. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. And it goes completely against the uh, 
the aspect of protection, you know, like if I allow myself to be happy that we are good in this relationship, then that just means a a further fall for me. So it was just really kind of relinquishing, you know what, I'm going to be happy though. Mm -hmm. You know, like even if it, even if it does happen, I, I choose to be happy Mm. um, with him. Mm. 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 That's such a big deal. So, okay, so you had these moments of, like, I'm going to choose to be happy. I'm going to choose that it's okay. And then you guys got engaged. I actually think I remember. Where did y'all get engaged at? Wasn't it at someone's house? No. It it was at my house in my backyard in Searcy. So I am one of those people that I enjoy attention if I bring it on myself. Right. Um, But if someone else does, like, you know, you go to – Texas Roadhouse and they make yes. you sit on that bowl and stuff for your birthday I just want to die yeah. like I'm dead yep so um he knew that about me bless and so he knew <laughs> I would not want the proposal to be near a lot of people because I would be embarrassed of like oh my gosh I, this is so vulnerable I don't want people watching me mm-hmm. um so it was like a very intimate um just him me and the dog and then a few friends and then we went and had a party after which was really cool oh yeah it was pretty sweet so nice I love that so then okay so had you already graduated from grad school when y'all got engaged or what was the timeline no so this was in the middle of grad school okay that's right so uh, we got engaged in October right before November and I still had I graduated that following July, like late July. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it was, it was still like basically I'm going to fly in and pop this ring on your finger and then I'm going straight back to grad school because I got class on Monday. Oh my gosh. So, yes. So it was kind of a whirlwind. Yeah. To be honest, a great one, but yes, a whirlwind nonetheless. Do you feel like being engaged helped your anxiety or made it worse? It relationship anxiety was fine okay I was at least the OCD part of it um but the uh I mean I feel like then you you are in the wedding planning mode so it's it's kind of like back to the paper thing I talked about like you know it's happening but like let's just get this down on paper to Mm -hmm. make it look good yeah um so yeah so it was really just planning a wedding, learning more in grad school, thinking, oh, that's probably something we should talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want, yeah, don't want to end up like that. So, that's right. um, yes. Well, I will say anxiety was still present because, uh, we were, I made him do pre-engagement counseling with me. <laughs> that's right, girl. So, because I was like, listen, I am, I am, maybe making baby steps, but I'm still stepping forward. So I'm going to need you to come to pre-engagement counseling because I want to know, like, this is going to be good. Yeah. So I know a lot of people that do that. I know. Yeah. I know a lot of people that do pre-engagement, engagement, marriage, post-marriage, all the marriage, you know, like I'm here for it. Although I'm biased, but I'm like, do it, do it, Lars, because we need Mm -hmm. some more healthy people in the world. Yes. Okay, so he goes to pre-engagement. You guys are chilling, planning a wedding, which was my nightmare. I loved our <laughs> wedding, but I, I do not ever and don't ever plan to 
do another wedding. Like, I can't with the wedding. It was really fun, but all the details, I was like, I don't, I don't care. I don't know, and I don't care. And I think you had a similar experience where you were planning a wedding that you were, for a state you were not currently living in. Yeah, yeah. And he was, I mean, we had the wedding in Arkansas. Oh, that's right, that's right. I mean, you're right. You're not wrong because his family's in Alabama, mm. mine's in Florida, and he lives in North Carolina. So it was just kind of, uh, it, yeah, it was very, a lot of FaceTimes, lots of mm-hmm. calls, lots of pictures being sent, just so much work, yes. so much added work because of the distance for sure. Oh my gosh, yes. But so, it was a great day. Don't worry. Yes. Oh, yes. No. Ours was too. I loved our wedding day. It was amazing. But all, yeah, all of the decisions, especially with his parents were in Texas, my parents were in Tennessee, and we're in Arkansas. It was just a lot of, like, oh, my word. I don't know. Yes. And we got married in Tennessee, so I was, like, just guessing on most things. Luckily, it all turned yes. out. <laughs> oh, my <Yes>. gosh. <laughs> so, you guys get married. And then, yes. okay, so you moved to Detroit. So, tell me about the process of... Like, you were long distance for a a very significant chunk of your relationship. And you were dealing with, like, lots of anxiety, lots of questions, lots of doubt, lots of worry. And then you get married, and you go from not living in the same state to living in the same home, y'all. So tell me how that was. (laughs) It was so much. So, so many good, like, so much good, but also so much. So we... We got married. He graduated grad school. We got married. I graduated. We moved. It was Bless it me. was too much. Yeah, don't do that, um, <laughs> any listeners. So, um, yeah, so we moved to Detroit, which I was not for. Right. I mean, he called me when we were engaged, and was so his job you have to do like a clinical fellowship for um, uh-huh. to be fully licensed, and so. Um, and his is like a more specialized form of speech therapy. Um, so there's like only a few. So I knew we were either going to live in Orlando, Detroit, or Los Angeles. Oh my. And it was, yeah, oh my is the <laughs> nicest way to put it. Um, he called me one night and said, so Detroit might be on the table. And my, my words back to him were, Hell no, they're not. (laughs) And and so it was a lot of giggles until he got the job. And then it was like, oh, oh, okay. Yes. So we packed up our, all of the little boxes that we had and, and went up into the Northern Midwest, which, uh, was so much, like you said, it, it was good. It was hard. Um, navigating like and let's just also say like the fears of I know I like you like at a distance and I know I want to be with you when I'm at a distance but like how do I know I'll like you all the time when we're together exactly exactly that's I felt that too and I felt a lot of like when we were long distance Clayton would come visit me every other weekend and he typically came to Nashville because I worked like 1,000 jobs and one of them was a private practice on the weekends so, it was harder for me to come to Arkansas, plus, like, LOL, Cersei versus Nashville, what are we going to choose? And right. so, he normally came to visit me, so it was, like, this cute little cookie cutter. He, he would come, we would have a great weekend, it would be really fun, and then he would leave, and I would go back to my life that I had created, 
and I had all my routines and rhythms and I had all my friends and all the things. And so I remember thinking like, or actually I didn't think about this as much. I didn't think this was going to be such an issue. But then when we did get married, it was like, wait a minute, I am never alone and you're here and we live together and you're like here at the end of the day and I can't just pop over and like go grab whatever food I want because I have you to consider. It was just weird for me. It was like, I didn't expect that to be a thing. Like, oh, I forgot that I created a whole separate life because we did not, we were not living in the same state. Yes. It's weird. Yes. And it, it was just all of that. All of the, well, why did you take that for lunch? Because I was planning on that being for dinner, and now I uh, have to figure something else out for dinner. Just all of the, I mean, yeah. I think that happens with any, sure. like, new marriage. But just navigating all of that. And I'm an only child. So oh, yes. um, one of our friends in Detroit, um, Tanya, she's an only child as well, and her husband will sing and clap about her being an only child when her only child's showing, so my husband <laughs> has now inherited that. And oh my gosh. Oh no. <laughs> yes. So just all of it. All of that. <laughs> that is so funny. Okay, so now you guys are back in Orlando, right? Your family, do they live in Orlando or they do? I know they're in Florida, but they're in a different... Yes, they're okay. an hour and a half away, so okay. pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. So now you guys yeah. are nestled in Orlando. So tell me about how things are now compared to like just the the just all the things of growing yeah. and being together. Yeah. So Detroit, um, I was pretty unhappy in Detroit. Loved him. Loved. Uh, we had really great community there, but my uh, job was just the pits. Yeah. Um, it. My specific license um, up there. We were like the redheaded stepchild of mental health and um so it just was the pits but he was really happy with his so it was quite a sacrifice for him to um be willing to leave something that he was pretty secure in so we we left Detroit and now we're here now we're in Orlando and it feels like summer every day which is lovely and makes up for the yeah, all of the months of winter I just went through. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so true. But yeah, so it's just kind of like a, a switch to where I feel like um, there's a lot of ways that I'm thriving that I wasn't, and there's a lot of ways that he's having to sacrifice things that came a little bit easier to him yeah. in Detroit. So it's just kind of um, that balance of um, how can I support you in ways that you supported me, and how can I um, support you now that you're you're experiencing things that I used to experience and Mm -hmm. I'm not experiencing those anymore um so just it's just another transition I feel like our whole relationship has been a transition so I'm pretty excited to put some roots down and um go to Disney (laughs) that's right girl that is right Well, I think, you know, and I'm curious what you would say. So I'm going to ask you the question and then I'll tell my answer to give you some time to think. But what would you say, if you could sum up like a sentence, which is really hard, but I think what mostly we've talked about, although we've talked about it in the context of long distance, really what we've touched on is anxiety and um, past hurts and how to navigate like a relationship and how to just do the thing, you know, and how to deal with anxiety when you feel so overwhelmed. So what would you say to either pass the a little C, or what would you say to someone who might be walking in anxiety now? Even if it's not in the context of a relationship, but if it's 
just in school or with a job or in a new town? Like, what would you say about anxiety? And I'll just let you ponder because what I would say, I think for me, if I could go back to little Lao Pao when I was first starting to date Clayton, I think more than anything, one of my, I promptly put myself into counseling right after we started dating. And my counselor told me, she said, the Lord is a light to your feet, not to your entire path. You know, the Bible tells us that the word is a lamp to the feet. And so I really had to hold on to that. Like I wanted to know everything. I wanted to know the entire path. I wanted to know what was going to happen because I too thought a lot about, am I going to marry him? What is this going to be like? He lives there. Am I going to have to move? I don't want to do that. And so she really encouraged me to stop thinking so much about the entire picture and rather think about the next step. And that is not easy for me. That was very, very, very challenging and still is in a lot of ways. So I guess what I would say to little cutesy Al pal is first of all, girl, you're going to be okay. Calm it down. Take a breath. But also I would say just take your next right step. Because after that, you'll have to take the next one. And instead, don't stop. Don't start thinking so much about like 55 steps ahead. That's what I would say. What, what do you think he would say? Yes. Oh, man. I, I think I'd first say take a breath. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it feels like everything's crumbling. But like you said, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, find the safe people and the safe places for you and go love on yourself go mm-hmm. um not to you know overuse the podcast but go and find something that's nourishing yeah. to you yeah um just really love on yourself be kind to yourself in the process and it is going to get better I think that's yes that's what I would tell myself just because at the time I I, I didn't believe it yeah. I didn't believe any of those things I felt like a a toothless dentist wandering <laughs> throughout life. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, so just someone saying, I see you, you're safe, Yeah. Um, and you're going to make it. You're going to make it. Yes, that's a good one. I think that's, yeah, I would say that too. It's, it will get better. You're going to be okay, for sure. Uh, see, what a good, thank you for sharing. I mean, I think it's, I don't know. It's just, it's a thing on my heart because I didn't know how to navigate it and I didn't know who to reach out to to help me navigate it. So I really hope that what we've talked about has helped someone, you know, just even if it's not in the context of a relationship and and even if it's not you, maybe you have a friend who's long distance with their whomever and you're not sure how to help or whatever. I don't know. I just hope that this encourages someone who might be experiencing some of this stuff because I did. Mm-hmm. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, um, where can we find you? I mean, Instagram or whatever, all the things. Yeah. So, uh, my Instagram handle, is that what they're calling it? I think so. I think that's what the kids call them. (laughs) (laughs) It's my name, Sierra Collum. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can find me there. I'm posting way too many pictures about my dog, but yeah. (laughs) I mean, how could you not? Um, and I will put that in the show notes as well because Collum is spelled, you know, cutesy. It's it's not yes. call M, you know, like call right, him. Right, it's like, right. you know. no, we are not holding up a structure. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Sierra. So we always ask people what is nourishing you now? And this can be any old thing, you know, the snow. Well, you don't have snow in Florida, but no, we don't. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. It could be the sun. It could be your little cutesy puppy. It could be chapstick, whatever. What's nourishing you? I, yeah. So for me right now, um, an album 
called Praise Before My Breakthrough by um, Katie Torwalt. Mm. It is all the things. Mm. You have to go listen to it. There's All the songs are good. Every single one of the songs are good. But okay. um, the the album is called that because there's a song in the album called Praise Before My Breakthrough. And it's just talking about... Um, singing and praising and doing the thing knowing that a breakthrough is coming and you're not going to wait for it to come and that you're basically singing what god is prophesying into your life and it's it's good it's real good so that definitely and then um diet coke and mexican food definitely i love mexican food we had that last night actually Oh, so good. It's so good. And Diet I Coke. Knew. Yum. Oh, sorry. Diet Coke's a good addition to Mexican food. I can see them together. Oh, yes. Yes, we knew Jesus was here when we pulled up to our <laughs> apartment and saw Chewy's across the street. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Well, I super appreciate you sharing your stories here. I think it's it's been fun, and I'm hopeful about it, and I think it's going to be good for people for sure. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I hope you were able to hear our heart in our conversation today about pushing through anxiety and learning how to work with anxiety and also really learning how to be attached to someone in a healthy way. It's not easy. So anyway, if you have anything that you want to add or ask about or talk about, please hop over to Instagram and let us know. Hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week.